Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Uh, Browning, brunning, bruning. Pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah, the man is a menace. Yeah, building a dynasty. Some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, cultured in pop, give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box, and you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, yeah, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, whoa, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby, go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. You know, uh, sometimes we don't pop up after the song. I always wonder how that happens to Matt and uh, almost happened today. I was like, oh yeah, I better put us in the show. <laughs> so we are we're definitely missing our friend Matt. Um, if you've been following him on social media, uh, you know that uh, uh, his parents went through a little bit of a rough time. Um, he's doing okay but if you continue to keep him and his family in your prayers and your thoughts uh, that would be great we miss him but we are going to forge ahead and look at some of the news today and actually uh, tackle a mock draft today a mock startup draft which i haven't even thought about a startup draft so i'm i can't wait to see what's going to happen but i am joined by dennis how are you today man i gotta tell you i have been so good at not joining any new leagues. It's it's been like I've just been kind of laying back. I think I've only had really one offer and I've kind of been like, nah, I think I'm gonna pass. Just kind of laying back, taking it easy. You got we got shows going on, we got rookie drafts coming up. I'm trying to get my rookie work in. But I thought it was time we kind of did a little bit of a mock draft. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how things shake out. Um, I'm exciting, excited to kind of do it. You know, I can, maybe this, hopefully it doesn't tip me over the edge and all of a sudden I start joining leagues because I got a little taste. I mean, that is always the danger. I'm like you, I'm, I'm trying to pare down actually now, you know, um, we've made jokes in the past about how many leagues, uh, that we're in, uh, Bruning is probably in, in the most, um, but it is, you know, this last year I was like, I, I don't even know if I'm having fun. I can't remember where everything is, uh, you know, and I'm trying to remember all this other stuff. So I'm excited to maybe have a more moderated approach this year. But uh, that being said, I'm sure by July I will have drafted 30 new teams. Well, what I'm trying to do is, and, and I'm terrible at best ball, but I'm trying to fill my desire to draft with best ball leagues. And, and even to this point so far, because I haven't done a lot of best ball research yet, I've, I've avoided those two. Hopefully, uh, you know, I, I played in, I think, three best ball leagues last year. It, it wasn't pretty. It was not pretty. 
you know. Well, let's dive into uh, some news. Uh, we we actually have some some news, some developments that have happened. Probably the biggest one. Uh, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but Ian Thomas signed a new four year contract with the uh, Carolina Panthers um, or a three-year contract, excuse me, with the Carolina Panthers that had uh, $8 million in guaranteed money. Uh, it's worth six, $16.5 million, uh, and he'll get uh, $6.4 million in cash right away, which seems like a lot for a guy that uh, if you would have asked me prior to yesterday when they announced that contract, I would have told you I don't think he's even still on the team. Uh, so what are your thoughts? You know, he's kind of a Nick Boyle type of player. Um, in his rookie season, he was forced into uh, the lineup when I, I think uh, Greg Olson was still there at the time and got injured. And, and Thomas was forced into the lineup and actually played well and gave me some hope that he would be, you know, uh, somewhere in that 10 to 16 range on a consistent basis. But he, he followed that up with, uh, you know, basically he's been hovering around 30 targets per year now. Um, he's not necessarily uh, any kind of fantasy threat unless – Something changes in how they use him. I don't think that's uh, on on the agenda. I still think he's going to be a um, primarily a blocker. If you get in a pinch in a super deep league and that's all that's out there, maybe you throw him in and hope he catches the odd touchdown. But uh, I, I don't expect him to to be rostered. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to. I don't know what Carolina's doing. I didn't know what Carolina was doing prior to this move, and um, I, I still don't. It will be interesting to see. There's been a lot of people that have held out hope that Thomas was going to kind of get something similar to a Greg Olson role for a few years. We haven't seen it. Um, last year they they had Dan Ar Arnold, who I thought was going pretty well, and then they traded him uh, to get a corner. So, you know, maybe – Having Arnold on the roster was the spark they needed for Thomas. Maybe Ben McAdoo has uh, big designs. You know, Thomas closed out his rookie season with 5, 11, 4, 5, and 7 targets. 5, 9, 2, 4, 5 as far as receptions go. You know, he's shown that he can be serviceable if he's forced into action, but he's probably – uh, he's probably, uh, like I said, he, he's a, a dart throw at best. Somebody you stash as maybe a handcuff in the deepest of deep leagues. Yeah. I mean, for Ian Thomas truthers, it's a good moment. I drafted him as a rookie in the 16-teamer, and I still roster him there, so – it's it's just a I'll, I'll be curious to see how it goes, but they got to find a quarterback anyway. Yeah. So uh, fish to fry. 
One of the biggest uh, pieces of news that dropped yesterday is it looks like Troy Aikman, who is uh, the color commentator for the number one team for Fox, which apparently has a Super Bowl two of the next three years, is close to signing a deal to become the color commentator for Monday Night Football. It is also rumored that they might make a run at Joe Buck, but they have an inside track to getting Al Michaels, who I believe's contract is now up at NBC. Kind of interesting, you know, obviously they're looking to reshape maybe the Monday night broadcast. I'm going to admit, I was a little surprised. I actually liked the team that they had this year. I liked Steve Levy and Brian Greasy and Lewis Riddick. I thought it was a step forward for them. They were actually one of the better announcing teams, and obviously this probably means they're they're getting pushed out. But what would you think about poss- uh, possibly Aiken, Aikman and Michaels, if I can talk? I mean, Aikman and Michaels are a good team. The downfall, I think, that they run into is how coaches process things in the league now is different. And so you get Aikman making snarky comments about analytics when, for better or worse, that's the direction the game is going. And people are using data. By people, I mean coaches are using data to make decisions. And it's working. It's, it's, you know, granted using data to make decisions is, is classic garbage in garbage out. So if you put lousy data in, you get a lousy result. So, and sometimes it feels like that, you know, you get somebody like Aikman and if a play doesn't work, he makes fun of the data when they take some sort of chance. But if it does work, he never mentions that it was analytics that made him decide to go for it. Um, you know, he's a good announcer. I don't know if if he's more intuitive than Romo or not. I did like the chemistry with Greasy and Riddick. Um, I think they understand the modern game a little bit more. Honestly, the fact that Lewis Riddick isn't in somebody's front office right now is kind of a shame. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it'll be fine. It's not... I wouldn't consider it a downgrade, but I also don't think it's a major upgrade either. No, the major downgrade would be getting Tony Romo, who's the worst announcer in the history of time. Um, I don't know that this would be – I I don't really understand the logic for Aikman or ESPN. Uh, it seemed like Aikman was pretty solid and set at Fox and had a good thing going there. You know, maybe Monday they think it's more exposure. Crown jewel. Monday night football is the crown jewel. And that's why ESPN bid so heavily for it and, and went and got it because they had the Sunday night game for a long time. Yeah. And when the Monday night came game up game came up, they just outbid everybody for it. And you know, because it's the you know, it's the crown jewel. I get it. Yeah. You know, you, you want to be there. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what their final team ends up being, but definitely a surprising move. We'll be curious to see uh, who Fox gets for the A-team next. That has pretty big Super Bowl implications, a game that uh, can your enjoyment of can definitely be diminished if they put the wrong people in the booth. They'll just Manning cast it. But he, they yes. resigned with ESPN. That's the thing. I, I thought ESPN kind of, a lot of people have been clamoring for Peyton Manning. So now you have a Peyton Manning option. You have a perfectly, I actually watched both. I thought both were enjoyable. Uh, we'll just see how it goes. 
The uh, scouting combine coming quickly upon us. Uh, there was a little hubbub this week. Uh, the NFL initially planned to keep uh, players isolated and bubbled away from their personal trainers and medical teams until a few agents and a couple hundred players threatened to boycott. And uh, suddenly that became not so big of a deal. Um, what do you think of the NFL reversing field? And are you excited about the scouting combine? Um. I'm excited because I want to see the measurements. I want to to see the testing. I want to, you know, they're not every drill applies the same to every position, but being able to actually see the players get out there, moving around, doing doing football drills, getting ready, um, getting. I, I'm mostly I right. The first thing I want is the measurements. Give me the heights, the weights. Let's let's see. You know, it is is Sam Howell really six one or is he you know five eleven and three quarters? You know, is Tyler Badee really five eight or is he five six? You know, I want to see some of those numbers. You know, can Kenneth Walker is he going to weigh in at two fourteen or two fifteen? And if he does, is he going to then decide to not run because you know we're seeing more and more, especially with running backs that have size questions. They bulk up going into the combine, so they weigh, they measure good, but they don't run, they don't do the 40-yard dash because their speed's affected. And then after the combine, you know, they go and lose five or six pounds uh, and get back to their normal weight, and then they do their 40 time at their pro day. You know, I, I think there's I think we're still gonna see a lot of players not doing some of the drills at the combine. Um just because they want to be on their home field. Last year, I know we saw a lot of quarterbacks throw. This year wouldn't surprise me, actually, given the, the tenor of this class, if the quarterbacks do throw, pretty much all of them they can. I don't know if Ritter's knee will be at a point where he can throw. I don't think it is. Um, but getting some of these other ones, it's not a great class, and I think they have to, you know, guys like Carson Strong, who had a mixed senior bowl, I think it's going to be important for him to, to put some more work out in front of uh, the, the decision makers. Look at me, mid-season form. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I don't think the NFL really had a choice at this point in time. Uh, presumably they were bubbling up a little bit to COVID, and this isn't to say that I believe it's gone or – not important, but we have seen a general relaxing of a lot of these kind of guidelines all the way along. And they want to have the best product possible. They want to give these kids the best opportunity possible, I think. And that means uh, getting them all in the combine. So not surprised, but I am looking forward to seeing. Uh, you'll always get some some guys that come out of there with big hype. And since I feel like everybody is all over the board on this class right now, it'll be curious to see if we get some real consensus hype players coming out of yeah. the combine and I, then I, I, how those fall flat for us. Yeah. I, I wonder if Kenny Pickett's going to consent to have his hand measured or if he's you know going to still be double jointed. The one time of year we care about people's wonder lick scores. Uh, well, we're going to move to a little bit of NFL quarterback hot stove. Uh, the first one, both uh, Mason Rudolph and Drew Locke receiving verbal bouquets uh, from the people in place. Uh, Mason Rudolph got a vote of confidence. Uh, 
for being a potential Big Ben replacement. While curiously, uh, both Nathaniel Hackett and Justin Outen, the new head coach and offensive coordinator in Denver, have talked about how wonderful Drew Locke is. This is the season of uh, never-ending hype. How are you feeling about these two quarterbacks? Well, I'm not big on Rudolph. I thought he would – you know, I I thought – he would show better in the opportunities he's been given to this point based on um, what he did in college. And so by and large, I I just don't think there's any there there. I think he's a career backup. Um, When it comes to arm talent and, and stuff, I I think Dwayne Haskins just has more Um, Haskins though doesn't have great decision-making capabilities at this point in his career. And so I don't, while they're keeping him, it, they've kept him in Pittsburgh. I don't know what kind of shot he's going to legitimately get. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, more of a Tomlin mentoring program that he's got Haskins in <clears throat> or not. I'd like to see, you know, it makes sense. I guess if you're Pittsburgh, it's not a great class. Some say they're enamored with Malik Willis. Others are like, you know, it's Kenny Pickett's been in their backyard for five years now. Um, so maybe they go that route. Maybe they just, maybe they do see if one of the two guys they have on staff steps up. If You know, we've seen it before where when it, it comes time, push comes to shove, somebody just steps up and, and plays well enough and earns an opportunity. And that may happen. Drew Locke, you know, he's got some he's got some good skills. He can throw the ball really well. Um, he's got good movement. Uh, it'd be nice to see, you know, somebody get the ball to Cortland Sutton. I had a trade offer today, and and man, I, I somebody wanted they were asking for my 24 third and Cortland Sutton for uh Hunter Renfro in a 16 team uh league. Yeah, no. I mean, I just I'm not ready to give up on Cortland Sutton. You know, I, I feel like Renfro, you know, could Renfro be Wes Welker with Josh McDaniels there? He could. I don't know. I, I'm still team Cortland Sutton myself. Yeah, nothing about these two quarterbacks would surprise me. I could see a case being made for both of them starting. I could see a case that only one. I could also see a case that neither of them is starting. I think it is far too early. Uh, and basically, this is probably a case in both of the in both these teams' cases. This is the best quarterback you currently have on the roster. Right. So you're, you're not, not going to piss time. on them until you know. But I don't think either some... one is a top 10 fantasy quarterback. I still think Locke could be, Um, you know, there have been moments. I don't think he's received the best coaching Uh, and it's not even so much that I think he's incredible. They have an incredible set of weapons. If they had the right system and the right coach to pull things out of him. I mean, we are talking about the coach that made Blake Bortles a top five fan and you know, Allen Robinson was there, but he got hurt. I would say Denver right now, even if they added nothing, has better weapons than that oh, team yeah. had. So I could see potentially, I, 
I guess we'll wait and see. Speaking of Denver, the other hot stove, Aaron Rodgers, uh, put so many uh, thank yous and acknowledgements on Instagram. You'd think he was about to announce that he had stage four cancer. Um, instead, he's probably just a stage four cancer in the Packers clubhouse. But what do you make, if anything, of this Instagram announcement? I take it at face value. He's just thanking people, you know. Watching, he, he's thanking people and then he's giggling at people overreacting. I think he's just tweaking everybody. You know, I, 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 I read it. I moved on. You know, one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, The Dark Knight, and there's a moment in there where Michael Caine looks at uh, Christian Bale and says, "Some men just want to watch the world burn." And at this point in time, I almost feel like that's how Aaron Rodgers gets his offseason kicks. Yep. Well, our last piece of news, uh, I I thought this was kind of a, a nice thing. Uh, we wondered what was going to happen to Brian Flores. Didn't get any of the open head coaching slots. Did get added to the staff for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gets to go work with Mike Tomlin. I think that instantly helps their defense. But how did you feel about this move? I, I agree that it helps their defense. I think Flores is a good defensive coach. Um, I think if there was any team out there that could do that, could bring him on, it's probably the Steelers. You, you've got the Rooney family, who the Rooney rule was named after. Regardless of what you think about how it's been executed and manipulated over the years, it was done with sincere with, with the hope of a sincere outcome. Uh, and so for them to do that, it seems to, to make sense. He's a good coach. And, and it's not like Mike Tomlin is on the hot seat. I, if the Steelers go out next year and, uh, oh, who's that? Rudolph starts all 17 games and they go 7-10, and 10, nobody's calling for Tomlin's head. You know, it, they're just not. I mean, idiots will. But it would almost be shocking, though, at this point, because he's never had a season where they finished below five hundred. I mean, it's going to happen one day. Might one as well day. do it now. Get a good pick. Get your quarterback of the future from a better class. Yeah, I'm excited for Brian Flores. I'm glad that he, you know, there was a lot of concern after that lawsuit came out that he would get kind of blacklisted in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad somebody stepped up and added him. And, I, you know, I still hope he gets a shot at being a head coach in the future. I thought what he did at Miami was fairly impressive, all, all things considered. Uh, and, you know, great for the Pittsburgh defense. But there is no football, sadly, to bet on. But if you just have that pining to go to your DraftKings app, what can you do there, Dennis? Well, you know, we're in the season. We're waiting on baseball to solve their strike. We got some hockey going on. But basketball is hot right now. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking about between the legs 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at the big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. 
DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN and bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369. That, that might be your best one yet. You just I, needed the hoops read. That's, that's right. what you, you needed the hoops read. Only well, 20 weeks to get there. As we uh, discussed at the top, we are going to do a mock draft. Dennis, you will be happy to know. I actually figured out better controls for sharing the screen, so I can still see you sort of. Sweet. You know, there are a lot of things that we uh, have grown to take uh, take for granted these past five years that our friend Matt just uh, has mastered. There are a lot of things you can do that go wrong on the back end. I'm just going to tell you. So I hope it stays good like this. But uh, Dennis, do you want to give us a little bit of a thought of what we're going to go through today? So we're taking a look. Startup Dynasty Draft, 12-team, PPR, one-quarterback league. Um Basically, we're we're just going to draft until the end of the show uh, and let it roll and see what happens. We'll talk a little bit of strategy. Why did we take a certain player here or there? Um, Maybe who who, who did the computer snipe us on? Uh, I'm picking at the 105. Matt's picking at the turn on the 112. Um, But I thought we'd just go ahead and sort of do a little bit of startup and see if we can work on some strategy. All right. You ready to fire it up? Strategery. Now, my question is, how do I make it? All right. Interesting choice there. I, I love how the, like, player values are kind of set up at this point in time. Well, but I think, too, what happens is, is they kind of randomize. It won't always take... Uh, but, you know, I think for me right here, I know it's a PPR league, um, but I'm still going to go with the running back. And for me, I'm taking Derrick Henry. I think he's the best running back left on the board. I know he's coming off a foot injury, but uh, I feel like he's going to be in good shape uh, when the season starts. You know, wide receiver will be deeper. I don't like how it doesn't fit to your screen. It's kind of. Okay, so before I I pick, I'm going to go back to the round. I made the, uh, as much as we like for you to see our faces, I made uh, the draft a little bit bigger. So hopefully 
those of you who are watching can see, but uh, the one hundred one looking than my face. Yeah, feel the same. The one hundred one ends up being Alvin Kamara. What? going on in for him this offseason so i'll be curious to see i'm also curious that he must by consensus ranking be the uh the top running back uh for sleeper which is interesting dalvin cook went the two jonathan taylor who would be one-on-one for me uh went at three christian mccaffrey another guy who has some questions maybe seeing his value slip a little bit goes at four you took derrick henry then uh you know the matrix goes wide receiver Stefan Diggs. I'm interested that Diggs is the top receiver uh, currently in their you know their ADP and ranks. Had a fantastic 2020. Came down in my opinion a little bit in 2021. Still a great player, but definitely interesting. Tyreek Hill goes at seven. Devonte Adams um, goes at eight. Another guy who kind of has future a little up in the air. Then back to running backs, Austin Eckler. Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley. So what do you think of the first few picks here? You know, uh, I immediately after I refer back over to my, uh, my rankings from Dynasty Nerds and, and I clicked on uh, sort by running back, I see DeAndre Swift sitting there uh, and Najee, Najee Harris. I think I'd have, if I had taken a little more time, I'd have probably picked either one of them or maybe even Javante Williams over Derrick Henry. Yeah, so I'm going to take – no, I just – Yeah, double tap those running backs I just talked about. I uh, I may indeed – I forget. It's been so long since I've done a draft on here. Uh, boy, if it was this time last year, I would have taken Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Uh, man. Curious to see where the uh, have to do it. Yeah, I don't blame you. Oh, that must have been uh, Sleeper making that noise. Sleeper did not like my my selection. I guess I should turn the sound back on for the draft because they just they have some sound effects. Uh, So we will see. I I took Harris. Harris would be my um, probably second or third running back right now. Anyway, I'm kind of surprised he fell down. I feel like that's something that's going to adjust majorly if you go through the off season. Um, and Javante Williams, I really like him. I don't think Denver gets, I don't think they re-signed Melvin Gordon. I don't think they go get a big marquee guy. I think they'll get kind of a third down complimentary back and it's going to be Javante Williams show. That's what I'm, that's how I feel right now. Ask me again uh, after we find out that Teddy Bridgewater is coming back as our quarterback. All right, so the next couple of picks for round two, we get Travis Kelsey going off the board, uh, then Nick Chubb, um, Justin Jefferson. I, you know, I feel like Justin Jefferson should have been one of the first three receivers off the board. Kind of surprised. Cooper Cup also for me would have been one of the first three receivers off the board. DK Metcalf, another guy who's in a little bit of a curious situation, probably because of his quarterback and team. And then DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I've loved his talent. Last year gave me pause uh, about whether he is. He's hitting some kind of a wall, uh, but you are back up and on the clock. 
Yeah, so I, you know, I agree with you on Hopkins. It's I feel like he's entering the twilight. He's still got some good years left, um, and because he never won with speed, I think he's still going to be viable. Uh, Cooper Cup, I don't know that I'd have him in my top three. I get he had a monster year. I I don't know that he's going to uh, repeat. Uh, can he come close? Maybe, but I mean, he's going to be twenty nine years old. 28, 29 years old now. He he's an older wide receiver. So I'd have probably, if I was taking a wide receiver, I'd have probably my top three would probably be Jefferson, Chase, um, and Adams, though Adams is about the same age as Cup, so I probably shoot myself in the foot. It is shocking that Chase, even on the computer UI, has not gone yet. Yeah, so me, I'm going to revert back to where I said, and since he fell to me in the second round, which I don't see I any any way this happens in real life, uh, I'm, I am going to take uh, DeAndre Swift with my second round pick. I, you know, to be honest, I almost took uh, took Swift, but my Denver homerism got me in there. But uh, they are going back. So we will pause it again uh, when we get back to Dennis and evaluate the uh, intriguing eight picks that are going right now. So uh, CPU finishes out there and um, and then brings it home. So I'm going to drop it down a little bit. So we get Joe Mixon uh, going right after you, then Aaron Jones, then George Kittle, uh, and then the wraparound for the, the top pick who took Kamara – he ends up going A.J. Brown and Patrick Mahomes in a one-quarterback league in Dynasty, given the state of the position. I feel like it's way too early for me to want to go QB. Um, but then David Montgomery, Darren Waller, and C.D. Lamb. Dennis, what are your thoughts? I'm surprised we've seen so many tight ends. Yeah, especially since it's not a tight end premium. Um, but I'd have, I think I have uh, – I'd have had Andrews over uh, both – Waller and Kittle. Uh, I think right now I'm sitting, I think I got Kittle at tight end five. I feel like his volume is being adversely affected by Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Um, I get that he still is going to have some monster games, but I think it's going to be a little more hit and miss. And with the, the 49ers desire to run the ball, as frequently as they can, and with Elijah Mitchell coming on and showing he can, uh, I do feel like Kittle's volume is going to take a hit, whereas I don't think Mark Andrews' volume is going to uh, suffer that same kind of hit. Uh, I agree on Mahomes. I probably I, – I think I think in a startup, if you're trying to lock in a quarterback, maybe around from now, so at the 412 maybe go Mahomes – 412 or 51 I think that's probably where I might be okay to start looking at guys like Mahomes or Josh Allen. Um, you know, honestly, specifically Mahomes and Josh Allen. Honestly, I'm fine waiting to the middle rounds and taking either a Herbert or a Burrow. I, I, I that's not a bad strategy either. Uh, it, it's, it, it kind of comes down. So you play in a lot of leagues and I play in a lot of leagues. This is one of those situations where if I'm picking at 412 and Mahomes is on the block and I don't have any Mahomes shares, I kind of go, you know, for 
Dynasty Team 19, let's go Patrick Mahomes here. It's kind of that approach. You know, the cool thing with how this uh, Dynasty startup is going, as I shift back to full screen, uh, is I do feel like this is the kind of Dynasty startup I'd get if I was drafting with, like, coworkers or people that were casual players. Right. All right, so I'm going to not break a habit. And uh, my next pick, I'm going Antonio Gibson. Uh, I feel like the Washington football team is still going to be centering their offense around him. Uh, he's a great running back. He's coming on strong. So I am going to uh, start running back, running back, running back. All right, so I've done uh, the picks coming up uh, to my pick. Uh, so after you take Gibson and have three running backs, it's intriguing. The team right after you takes McLaren and has Terry McLaren and has three wide receivers. Um, this roster that I set in here, we're doing one QB to start, 10 ben bench positions, two RB, three wide receiver, one tight end, two flex. Somebody, you know, there's always one guy that steers into that wide receiver skid. And apparently here, but even though he has three wide receivers, I I wouldn't be surprised if he ends if he goes through a season and doesn't end up with a top 10 receiver. Yeah, well, with McLaurin, Hopkins, and Diggs, I, I could see that. You know, team, what is that, team eight? He started three wide receivers as well. It's got Adams, Cup, and Allen. I he think might have three gonna, top ten receivers. Yeah, if I'm going to go go, you know, wide wide receiver heavy, uh, I'd much rather have that team than uh, the yeah. Dick Hopkins and McLaurin. So we see Cam Akers go here uh, too. He went uh, to Team Nine in the third round, pick three hundred nine. I thought Akers had a pretty decent um, showing there in the postseason. Uh, aside from a little ball control issue, how do you feel? You know, what where is Acres sitting for you? Acres, you know, it was a feel good story for him to come back and play in the Super Bowl, but he did not have any explosion. Um, you know, when we look at who Deontay Foreman who was not quite the uh, athlete that Akers was. He's a little bit bigger, but it took him two full years to get back. And, and he did look okay in Tennessee. I'd like to see Foreman get a shot somewhere like in Houston or Atlanta, somewhere where he could be the guy. Um, so I think Akers is going to play okay next year, but I do think there's going to be – uh, a lack of explosion to his game, and, and he's in the he's in the RB two space for me right now. And I'll have to see if he gets stronger and better as the season goes on before I consider moving him up higher. I think the other most surprising pick is right uh, right before me, Team Eleven, the three eleven mark takes Michael Thomas. They have an interesting three picks: Saquon Barkley. Travis Kelsey and now Michael Thomas. It is a lot of you know traditionally big names. That might be the Paper Tiger team so far. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it, you know, you, it, we're still early in the off season, 
So the ADP still needs to get adjusted. So as people are doing mock drafts, if I remember correctly, what happens is only the picks that are actually made count in adjusting the ADP. So the ADP does have to do some catching up. So I feel like uh, guys like Michael Thomas, he's going to drop in the ADP. Uh, Aaron Jones will drop a little bit. Uh, Alvin Kamara is going to drop a little bit. Zeke Elliott will drop. Uh, These are all people I think that, you know, Elliott, what, when it 110, I feel like you're probably going to be able to get him in the third or fourth round uh, when startups actually get rolling. Oops. Look at me dropping the screen like a a rube. All right, so we are going to drop it a little bit. uh, And now I have to go back to trying to make it i don't know i don't want to definitely not picking you right now tyler boyd i have to hit that to get the scroll back up this was how far down i had to go to find so let's go back and see where we are with some of these uh adps that's definitely a consideration I don't think he should be that far. At least uh, Sleeper didn't mock me for that. So I, I'm going to be honest. Jamar Chase was a no-brainer at that position for me. Um, I have him top five. Where I'm really kind of debating here, I really like Mark Andrews and think that that's a potential positional advantage. Really like what we saw from Debo Samuel. I'm going to end up going Andrews here because I don't trust – the 49ers quarterback situation. Yeah, that's it. Lance could be really good after sitting a year, or he could be, uh, you, you know, a first year starter. All right. So we, uh, we have a few interesting uh, picks here. So Josh Jacobs goes right after me. Uh, to that team that had Barkley, uh, Thomas, and Kelsey. And then we get Mike Evans uh, going where Chris Godwin went. We don't know that they'll be teammates, but it's uh, it's definitely a choice. Uh, then Allen Robinson, another guy who has a real um, kind of wide open range of possibilities this offseason. I would think his ADP will come down quite a bit here in the next little bit unless he signs a huge splashy deal. Uh, Mari Cooper, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and then J.K. Dobbins. So uh, one, the team that has started with Adams, Cup, and and Keenan Allen went Amari Cooper and now has four receivers. The other three-receiver team finally grabs an RB in uh, J.K. Dobbins, I think a guy that both of us like uh, for the potential. Uh, yeah, I think Dobbins, uh, you know, as an Ohio State fan, I admit that I do have a bias, um, but I feel like he's going to fit really well in that Baltimore offense. You know, Jacobs went at RB18, and uh, on our Dynasty Nerd rankings, uh, that's exactly where he lands right now is RB18. Uh, I, I play in a 12-team contract league with a $300 salary cap. And I just traded pick 107 for Josh Jacobs, who has one year left on his contract at $50. Um, My running backs were Austin Eckler and Miles Gaskin. And I felt like I needed, I 
I didn't feel like I had the cap space to go get an elite running back, but I needed somebody that could potentially be a back end RB one. And so at $50 with an expiring contract, I felt it was worth the one year investment. And I don't feel like I'm getting anybody at 107 that's going to step in and get me that that production. Do you like the deal or no? Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, especially I don't know. Uh, you don't really have much going on. Uh, what up, Derek? Uh, you don't really have much in Miles Gaskin. Um, so, you know, it's not bad to go out there and get him. I have Jacobs on a couple of teams, too. Yeah, I, I, I like him. I think he's, you, you know, and if you're looking at the hashtag two, three-year window, you know, this is like year three of the two to three-year window. So it, it's not like I'll be stuck with him. His contract will expire. He'll go into free agency. Um, I think here round four, well, I've been employing the robust running back strategy. At this point, I'm going to go ahead and, and step off. And, and go wide receiver. So for me, I'm looking at Deontay Johnson, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore. I like all of those guys. Um, all of them have QB questions. They do. They do. And, and so it, it's it's one of those situations. You know, my you know T Higgins is available too, but I I don't know that I want to take a team's cute wide receiver two as my wide receiver one. I want to take a guy that's going to be at the top of the pecking order on his team to be my wide receiver one. Um, and as much as, as consistent as more has been, uh, I feel like I'm going to go with Debo Samuel. I'm buying the hype. Uh, he's getting some touches out of the backfield. Uh, he still catches plenty of passes. Damn it, I was hoping Johnson would fall fall back around. Oh, looks like you were right in the right range because all yeah. the guys you're talking about are going right here. All right, so we come we come back to you uh, after you grabbed Debo. Uh, we see uh, the computer grabs uh, Deontay Johnson um, right next, and then Calvin Ridley. Going to be an interesting to see how his offseason shakes out. Um, could be a steal there. Could could be not. not. Uh, Kyler Murray, another guy in an interesting situation, goes here about the end of the fourth round and then wrap around DJ Moore and Miles uh, Sanders. Sanders kind of an interesting pick too. Uh, then T Higgins goes. T Higgins actually is the wide receiver one for team two. Their first wide receiver they have taken is Higgins. Uh, falling a little bit into the trap that you were worried about. Then Dak Prescott goes team three, team four, picks up its third straight wide receiver, Robert Woods, obviously banking on him bouncing back a little bit from that torn ACL. So you are back on the clock. So I'm going to stick with my, see, I don't see the guy I'm looking for, but I also don't. There we go. Another quarter, another wide receiver with quarterback questions. Oh, I heard. So did it mock you too? It did. Yeah. Hey, thanks, welcome. Michael, Michael Pittman's a reach. Welcome to the club. So I'm going to scroll up a little bit because when I have to look at the players, but you know what? I, 
They do have quarterback question, and I get that. Oh, I wish it would have made a noise there. Julio Jones going at this point is way too early. Yeah, We're seeing some tight ends, some guys who are free agents. Uh, so the run up to uh, me at the turn, Julio Jones goes at 5.06. That's way too early for me. I don't know that I'd have him in the top 10 rounds currently. Yeah. Then Ayuk, uh, maybe a little – a uh, bit of a reach. I'm going to look up at this team a little bit. They have Hill and Metcalf, so it's their wide receiver three. It's not a not a terrible pick. Uh, the team that had four receivers grabs a tight end at TJ Hawkinson, obviously building uh, and taking zero advantage RB. of the PPR. Hey, there is always one zero RB truther, and we got the computer to give us one. Uh, Lenny Fournette goes next, and then Lamar Jackson can be an interesting quarterback. Uh, to watch. He ends up being, I believe he's the fifth quarterback off the board here, which seems about right. That team has Elliott, Nick Chubb, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Lamar Jackson. So some potential there. Uh, then Tyler Lockett goes. Um, you know, another guy, if if Russell Wilson ends up leaving, man, Lockett and Metcalf could be in for a little bit of a rougher time. So I guess we'll have to kind of see where that goes. But I'm going to pop up. So I have uh, – I guess I better go back and check. I almost forgot. I have Najee Harris and Javante Williams for my first two. Uh, last time at the turn, I grabbed Jamar Chase and Mark Andrews. I see Justin Herbert there. That is definitely uh, going to be a consideration for me. Um, running back – we're starting to, starting to hit that sad. Melvin Gordon, you can just stay where you are. You're never going to be on my team. Travis Etienne. We're getting sort of starting to get into that uh, sadder range. Now I regret that I didn't take a running back last time. I should. This is where you start to have have regret. This, this is where you trade back a couple rounds. I know. I don't remember. You used to be able to sort these cues by uh, – maybe it's if I hit there. Oh, yeah, there we go. All right, so I'm going to see what my – I'm a little bit like you that I'm feeling. So Damian Harris is a consideration for me because I feel like – a lot of these guys have question. Nope. Nope. I found it. I found it. I like what he did. I'm thick. Oh. Sleeper does not like what, what I did. Uh, I, I thought Carter looked good, man. I thought he looked good, and he doesn't, you know, I wouldn't put past the Jets to go out there and and draft somebody, but uh, for now, I'm going to feel good about that. This wide receiver ADP, you know, I liked how Beckham played for the Rams, but with that ACL tear where it is, I don't see him coming back early in the season. So I need, uh, you know, we have to start three receivers. I need a quality wide receiver too. I'm looking through what some of my options are. Um, I'm amazed. Okay. His ADP has got to come up. Uh, Waddle did such a nice job. I'm going to grab him. Damn it. I was hoping you'd miss him and he'd fall to me. Sleeper sleeper doesn't like it, but 
Sleepers wrong. This ADP is all off. Herbert was a consideration for me. Not surprised he goes there. Gaskin going too high. That's going to adjust down. How do you feel about Thielen uh, here? Six point four. I I don't know if I have faith. I think it's early. Um, I I don't think I would take him there, uh, but I do think he's going to be back and he's going to be the two. But I think KJ Osborne showed enough that he's going to cut into some of Thielen's work. And if Herb Smith comes back healthy, uh, well, now that I say that all that out loud, they do have a new coach. Um, so you never know, you know, Thielen's a reliable guy. And if he hadn't gotten injured, you know, he wasn't going to get the volume. He was going to make it up with touchdowns. Damn. So he's probably in the low end wide receiver three category for me right now. It's kind of that that's where my expectations for his production are going to be. Uh, he's one of those guys that I see myself, if I'm making a run and I need a good depth piece that I know I can play in the flex, he's a guy I'm going to go out and get. Then we see Kenny Galladay go. Uh, James Robinson becomes the first of the injured Jacksonville running backs to get drafted. Uh, I've not seen ATN go. Uh, going to be interested to see how those guys shake out, both of them coming off pretty big injuries. And then Chris Carson, another guy coming off an injury. I feel like his future is not set in stone. He has one more year under contract. I know Penny's a free agent. Penny looked really good. Carson didn't look great this last year. Yeah, I think I think the neck injury is definitely a concern with him. Uh, I I feel like he's another one of those guys who is going to see his ADP drop way, way, way down. He's going to fall until reports come out about his health being okay. He'll end up being sort of one of those flyer kind of guys that, you know, if he plays is going to have the opportunity to get some run, but you just don't know if he's going to play. So I think, uh, I I think I would be, uh, passing on him all right let's see now do do i want to go ahead and grab my quarterback now where are we it's one qb six teams have their quarterbacks uh how sleeper have their adp stacked up maybe i'd get maybe burrow would fall back to me you know, looking at who's there, unless I want to take a shot on somebody later, like maybe Derek Carr. You know, where's Deshaun Watson go? When does if he gets cleared? Is Deshaun up, Watson going to play? It well, I think if his stuff gets cleared up, I think he automatically lands back in the top five, even if he changes teams. I think he lands in the top five, top six. Uh, I, I just think it, when he starts playing again. It's business as usual. Um, you just have to wonder: Is he going to start playing? Uh, if I wait, then I'm then I'm waiting a lot. I'm probably going to wait quite a while and maybe look for somebody like Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah, I think I'm off of Tannehill. You know, I'm okay taking Stafford later, but I'm building for the future. I'm trying to build a team that's going to win now. I'm going to take Joe Burrow. Not bad. 
And of course, Rogers goes right after you, getting the Rogers rate. Tyler Boyd, I feel like it's a little early for me for Boyd. James Conner, and then Kareem Hunt um, at the turn. Hunt and Melvin Gordon go, kind of backloading some running backs there. Uh, Odell Beckham, I think his ADP comes down a little bit because of that injury. We'll see where he ends up landing. Chase Edmonds, a free agent, goes. And then Kyle Pitts, uh, probably pretty good value getting Kyle Pitts at 704. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I feel like, you know, the top six tight ends are off the board. They went with Kelsey Kittle, Waller, Andrews, Hawkinson, Pitts. Uh, I'd have, I'd have probably taken Pitts with my seventh round pick if he was there. Uh, You know, looking at how the other picks fell, I probably could have gotten Burrow based on the ADP. Um, if I had taken Pitts in the, the sixth round there. Um, so that leaves me looking at a tight end maybe. You know, there's guys like Dallas Goddard, Dawson Knox. Uh, could use another wide receiver. I only have three. You know, I could go someone like Devonta Smith. Ooh. Now we're at that point. So we're what? We're in the seventh round. This is where I kind of start to look a little bit for who's a veteran that's probably undervalued. So this might be a good place for, say, Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. If I felt like Jarvis Landry, that's a PPR league, if he was, if it was going to be stable for him, then maybe I would go uh, um, somebody like Landry and then uh, – but he he's up in the air. I feel like he's going to get caught. But I am comfortable taking uh, – who was it that I said there? Uh, Cooks. Cooks. So I'm going to go ahead and go Brandon Cooks. All right. You know, uh-huh. just 85, 90 catches in 1,100 yards. It's like clockwork. Claypool goes and Damian Harris, I had considered him. Their ATN goes uh, – just over a full round after James Robinson, kind of an interesting uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I definitely Marquise. think the uh, the uh, hair uh, who's an ETN Robinson. I feel like ETN's probably going to move up to about the fifth round, and Robinson's going to drop to about the eighth or ninth. Yeah, and that would uh, that would probably uh, make some sense. So, you know, we see Marquise Brown and then A.J. Dillon going. I have three running backs, a tight end, only two receivers. We have to start three. Uh, So for me, I'm kind of looking uh, here. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown territory. Hunter would be. But I... You know, do you take a chance on Mike Williams? He's still out there. Yeah, and Mike Williams is a free agent, so yeah. he has some potential. For me, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a take a swing. I like Amon Roth St. Brown. I like what he did. It worries me about who else they might take. I'm really looking at these three guys here um, because all of them I think have some potential. I am gonna go with more. I like Sleeper. The- Sleeper didn't like it, but I liked what we saw from him. Uh, I think he's the more explosive guy. I like what the Jets are doing. 
and because most teams have a quarterback and I want to ensure that, you know, there's always somebody in a draft too, that takes two quarterbacks too early. I'm kind of at a, at a tier stopping place. Tom Brady, you would figure is going to kind of drop out of this ADP, but I'm like you, I'm looking uh, at kind of stuff and, uh, you know, maybe, I swing about round in a later round and get a young quarterback or, uh, you know, we are, do not have rookies in this draft. So as pick 12, if this was a startup, I would probably have the one one in the rookie draft, which means having a two one, maybe I take a rookie there. So I'm going to be comfortable taking a veteran in Matthew Stafford, um, because I think he's still going to be in line for some pretty great production. Um, so we will see now as we make our way back to you. After my picks, Juju Smith-Schuster goes. Another guy is a free agent. Then Goddard, you had considered him. Uh, Cortland Sutton, the first of the Broncos receivers to go here in round eight. That makes sense. You have to figure that's uh, something that would correct itself over time. Tom Brady goes. He's probably not coming back. Uh, Noah Fant. And then Devin Singletary. So that kind of puts you back up. On the clock. So, you know, with the tight end run that's happening, so we're, what, uh, eight tight ends in. So now I'm looking at, um, you know, Hunter Henry, Mike Gesicki, Dawson Knox, Dalton Schultz, all guys that I I like okay, but I don't think I like them in the eighth round. Um, so I – do I beef up? You know, Elijah Mitchell is still on the board. In in a live draft with, with 12 people, Mitchell's probably gone by now. Uh, wide receiver-wise, you know, Mike Williams is still there. He's probably at the top of my list. Uh, depending on what happens with Michael Gallup, does he re-sign with Dallas? Does he go somewhere else? Uh, he's somebody I'd consider. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Um, I'm gonna, you know, in hopes of helping sleeper get their, uh, uh, ADP fixed, where'd he go? I'm going to take Elijah Mitchell. There we go. Uh, oh, didn't like, <laughs> did not. Wow. Robbie Anderson goes, Jerry Judy goes. Devonta Smith goes, and then DJ Chark. And I'm going to pause it there because we've hit the hour mark. But let's take a minute and look at uh, at some of these rosters. I'm going to read them down real quick. I'm going to go ahead and put this uh, full screen so that you guys can take a look if you're watching on the video feed. Uh, team 1 went Alvin Kamara, A.J. Brown, Patrick Mahomes, uh, DJ Moore, Miles Sanders, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon, and DJ Chark. Uh, team two gets Dalvin Cook, George Kittle, David Montgomery, Kyler Murray, T. Higgins, James Conner, Odell Beckham Jr., and Devonta Smith. Team three, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones. Then goes Darren Waller, Calvin Ridley, Dak Prescott, Tyler Boyd, Chase Edmonds, and Jerry Judy. Team four, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, C.D. Lamb, Deontay Johnson, Robert Woods, Aaron Rodgers, Kyle Pitts, and Robbie Anderson, a pretty formidable group if they can all stay on the field. Uh, Dennis here starts off Derek Henry, DeAndre Swift, and Antonio Gibson, then gets Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman, Joe Burrow, Brandon Cooks, and Elijah Mitchell. Team six, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaren, G. 
J.K. Dobbins, Julio Jones, which one of the more odd picks, Chris Carson, Chase Claypool, and Devin Singletary. Team seven, Tyreek Hill, D.K. Metcalf, Josh Allen, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Brandon Ayuk, James Robinson, Damian Harris, no fan. Team eight gets Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, TJ Hawkinson, Kenny Galladay finally takes first running back in Travis Etienne in the seventh round and goes Tom Brady. Team nine, Austin Eckler, Justin Jefferson, Cam Akers, Allen Robinson, Leonard Fournette, Adam Thielen, Russell Wilson, and uh, Cortland Sutton. Team 10, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Lamar Jackson, Miles Gaskin, Marquise Brown, and Dallas Goddard. Team 11, Saquon Barkley, Travis Kelsey, Michael Thomas, Josh Jacobs, Tyler Lockett, Justin Herbert, A.J. Dillon, and Juju Smith-Schuster. And then my team at the Pick 12, I took Najee Harris and Javante Williams first turn, Jamar Chase, Mark Andrews second turn, Michael Carter, Jalen Waddle a third turn, and Elijah Moore and Matthew Stafford at my fourth turn. So, Dennis, which of these teams kind of stands out to you? Well, it's interesting. Uh, team six, they're uh, going late-round QB, late-round tight end. You know, yeah. They've got uh, what five receivers, three running backs through eight rounds. Um, and I, I think that's a strategy that, that can work, uh, especially in a one-quarterback league. So you end up with, you know, a Ryan Tannehill maybe or or David, Derek Carr, uh, somebody like that that's a later-round quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, depending on where he may land. Um, you know, maybe Davis Mills, depending on what, what Houston does. Uh, a quarterback along Mac Jones even is somebody that uh, you know mm-hmm. you, you grab a little bit later. You know later tight end you do get the Dawson Knox or the Dal- Dalton Schultz, something like that. So uh, you know that that's something that I I, I think can, can work out just fine. You know the robust running back. Uh, you know Henry Swift Gibson. You know Mitchell probably it. If I'd been on my game, uh, like I said, I'd have probably taken Swift earlier, which would have led to me taking a different running back in the second round. Um, But I think Gibson in the third round is pretty fair. And Mitchell probably is going to be, you know, I got him in the eighth, but he's probably a fourth or fifth round pick in in most drafts right now. Um, You know, he's certainly not going to be going behind guys like, uh, Leonard Fournette and James Robinson and Chris Carson, that's for sure. Yeah, and I, I really like my team. I want a little bit of a deeper uh, veteran at quarterback with Stafford, a guy who's got a lot of years and would probably um, pair a second quarterback on the roster being a younger, either somebody – a younger player going into their second year or try to grab a rookie. I went a little more veteran at tight end, but I was just realizing my three receivers and three running backs I have are all guys going into their second year. So I like the production and potential, but also I've got a kind of a young core, which gives me maybe some space to go. In the later rounds, this draft would have been 19 if we played it out full. So you have 11 more to maybe take a chance on some some older veterans who might just be good plug and play guys for a year. Yeah, I, I I like that strategy. It's kind of finding the balance between building for the future and winning now. Um, you know, I think Waddle showed that he's going to push for that wide receiver one, uh, and Mike McDaniel seems ready to use him. 
Neris, uh, Neris, Harris is going to be an interesting one to watch because I don't think he gets quite the volume he did this year, but I think his efficiency goes up if they put even a little bit of effort into improving that line. And with a young quarterback, you know, he may still get 90 targets at the running back position, being the safety valve for a young quarterback. Yeah, so, you know, as we move here into uh, to draft season, uh, something to think about. I'm sure we're, we're about to be our second full week gone from NFL football. You're probably getting that itch when the combine fires up this week. Free agency starts. Uh, so all things to be thinking about. I'm going to be curious. Uh, hopefully one of these times when Matt's on here in a couple of weeks, maybe just after free agency starts, we can try another uh, startup. Uh, maybe look at Superflex. I'm going to be curious to see how this ADP um, adjusts because to me, this ADP doesn't even match up to where we ended the 2021 season, which is probably the most fascinating part. Yeah. Yeah. There were certainly some opportunities there. But we thank you for uh, hanging with us. Uh, glad to be back, um, you know, and glad to be moving forward. We should be back on Monday. We'll probably, uh, you know, we, we keep threatening. Maybe we will get to a few more rookie profiles of running backs and or wide receivers. Uh, probably. Uh, doesn't the draft combine start Sunday or Monday? So uh, The actual drills start on Thursday. But I so think the, like, next way, Friday will for sure have way in information starts on Tuesday. I think Tuesday, Wednesday, I think they check in Monday or Tuesday. They have different tests and interviews and different things they do medical checks. So I, I think it's like Tuesday or Wednesday. We start getting official lightweight stuff. And for sure, Dennis and I will be back with you on Monday. Um, just keep thinking the happy thoughts for Matt. Uh, we hope to see him back soon. We're thinking about him. Um, but enjoy your weekend. I hope it's warmer than uh, it's been here this week for all of you. All right. Later. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's in the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly! Over the tackle of the 40-yard line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? Please.